Hello everyone, I am Ryan Muhammad, a writer for Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Becker's Cardiology and Heart Surgery Podcast as I speak with Dr. Nazar Fulushi. Dr. Fulushi, how are you today? I'm doing well, Mariah, thank you. How are you? Uh, great, thank you so much. I'm so excited to speak with you today. And to begin, would you mind introducing yourself and telling, telling us a bit about your background? Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm Nazar Faluji. I'm an interventional cardiologist. Um, I serve as the uh, system physician vice president for the National Cardiovascular Service Line for Common Spirit Health. And I am the medical director for the Structural Heart Program at CHI St. Joseph Hospital in Lexington, Kentucky. And I've been in practice for about 15 years. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that information with me. And to, to really begin the podcast, the first thing I want to ask you is, what are the top three biggest issues in cardiology today? Well, I think these are very complicated questions that we face these days. Um, and I'm going to try and to narrow them down to uh, the three biggest issues that we face. And I think the, the most pressing issue, in, and I see that across the nation in our fairly large network of hospitals, is the staffing issue in, in, in cardiology and the cardiovascular services. We have had a some challenges in various facilities across the various states that we serve in, um, in having nursing staff and or technicians in our cath labs and ORs and hybrid suites. And this continues to be a very big challenge for us. Um, and I think it is a challenge for all health systems today. Um, I think the second piece that is probably also a pressing issue is challenges with reimbursement. Um, this continues to be a, a pressing issue for the system and for other systems. Um, and it's related to various aspects of the way um, reimbursement takes place. It affects physicians. Uh, we've seen recently some push for more CMS cuts and for instance, cardiac ablation, which has created a lot of anxiety for our colleagues in the electrophysiology field. Um, there is ongoing uh, challenges with some of the private payers uh, around approval and um, you know, uh, reimbursements regarding some of the procedures that we do. So that's another piece. Um, the margin is really thin, and we operate with very costly uh, field um, with, with highly sophisticated workforce and with ongoing shortages of that workforce. Um, and I guess the other piece that adds to the complexity of delivering cardiovascular care is the cost of supplies and the cost of technology and the continued pressure for major health system with regard to capital acquisition, uh, speaking of cath labs, cat scans, echo machines, and what have you. If you combine these three uh, you know, financial pressures, it is probably the headache of every administrator today to maintain a fairly successful operation um, uh, without any difficulties. I think it's the biggest pressure that we face in healthcare today, especially in cardiovascular. Yeah, thank you for sharing that insight. I think you brought up uh, multiple great um, great things that you've seen in your field. And the next thing I want to talk to you about is how do you see heart health evolving over the next 18 months or so? Well, I think, I think we're definitely secondary to the significant innovation that happened in the cardiovascular medicine, at least. Um, we've seen a shift, um, and I think this is going to be the next phase, um, and it's already started, towards the ambulatory space. Um, we're becoming more and more efficient, um, minimally invasive 
And as we do that, we are shifting away from hospitals to the ambulatory surgical centers. We are shifting away from cath labs to cath scans. Uh, we're seeing less cardiac surgery and more um, minimally invasive technologies in the valvular heart disease management, such as TAVR and MitraClip and others. Um, and I think this has, and, and honestly, this is probably one of the issues too, because as we shift away from the hospitals, there is a significant amount of investment that is needed in infrastructure as we want to shift towards the ambulatory space. Um, this is going to be costly, but it is exciting and it's good for the patient in the sense that we're moving away from aggressive and very invasive uh, towards minimally invasive and more effective and efficient methodologies in managing patients' uh, cardiovascular ailments. I do think there is another push for more integrated way in approaching the cardiac patients. Uh, societies and pr professional societies and guidelines and are, are being released and white papers are being published to focus on population health and the elimination of cardiovascular risks or at least controlling and mitigating that risk. And this is going to continue to evolve, uh, I think not necessarily over the next 18 months, but perhaps over the next three to five years. Um, and, you know, the emergence of ish, uh, methodologies of looking at disease with precision medicine. So, you know, looking at genetic and looking at other ways to trying to modify the risk way before the illness, the clinical disease had emerged. So I think this is the exciting uh, part of cardiovascular care. It's unfortunately come with an expensive uh, price tag. Every one of these uh, propositions is costly and it's going to be very challenging, but obviously it serves our patients and that's what matters. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And before I let you go today, there is one thing uh, that I still want to ask you. And it's a, what are you excited about today? And also what is making you nervous in your field? Well, so I am a structuralist. That's an, uh, something that I've witnessed in the, I started my career as an interventional cardiologist and I was working mostly adding to my innovation and uh, my skills anyways, through the innovation of the peripheral vascular arena. And then suddenly came the plethora of structural procedures. And I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to learn and to practice that. So what excites me is the continued development and new technologies to treat cardiovascular patients uh, with minimally invasive, highly sophisticated technologies, and TAVR, MitraClip, left atrial appendage occluders, and soon to be released other technologies in the tricuspid valve and the mitral valve um, have been amongst the most exciting things in our field. Um, and it's an ongoing process. There's no end to this, so it seems. Uh, there's always new technologies and new innovation, which is what excites me. What makes me nervous, honestly, is what I've spoken of. It's the ongoing pressures on cath labs and ORs on hospital systems. I worry about some decline in the number of people that wanting to go into medicine and nursing. I think we're going to have major shortages in healthcare. Um, you know, we've seen a decline in cardiac surgery and that has affected training in cardiac surgery. That worries me as well. Um, as we have a generation of cardiac surgeon approach retirement, we're going to have a hard time replacing them. Um, but again, we're excited about the new innovations. I'm hopeful that there will be some sort of a restructuring and strategies about care delivery that will entail the collaboration between health system payers and technology providers and, and vendors um, to ensure that we have access to technologies that we can afford and that we will deliver to our patients the best value um, and so 
so that's what excites me and at the same time it's what it's what makes me nervous too thank you so much for those final thoughts uh, that is all i had uh for you today so i do want to thank you for speaking with me i really do appreciate it and to those listening uh to hear more about becker's Healthcare, please visit our website beckershospitalreview.com thank you so much again doctor it was my pleasure thank you so much